Throughout most of humanity's reign as the apex predator of our planet, we have relaxed and celebrated using one age-old poison. Alcohol. Drinking is a controversial topic. It can be bad for your health. Some even say it can be good for your health. It can help you to loosen up and have fun, or it can get you in a lot of trouble or land you in a really bad situation. People find new ways to get in trouble with alcohol on a daily basis. But some ways take a little more effort and organization than others. Drinking can get you into trouble, but some people find a way to do it with a little more style. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's two-part episode, we're going to discuss the crime of bootlegging and the dangers that came with it. This is part one. I don't know about my fellow true crime fans out there, but sometimes the constant onslaught of murders and kidnapping can weigh a little heavy on the mind. And while I won't lie, a lot of people died because of bootlegging. Instead of focusing on specific murders, I want to focus on the true crime cases around bootlegging, which was, and still is, as we'll discuss, illegal. If you guys are interested in crimes that aren't necessarily inherently full of blood and bodies, definitely let me know because I am curious. In the 1920s, we entered the Prohibition, a period in time where it became illegal to produce, sell, or transport alcohol. It carried on from 1920 all the way through to 1933 in the United States. And as we all know, people had some feelings about it. Taking away something that has been prominent since society was old enough to base Game of Thrones off of was a bold move. And it was not one that was met with any kind of kindness. As you all know, I'm really not a huge history buff, but I do think that the prohibition and bootlegging are pretty fascinating topics. Organized crime rings always come with quite a bit of drama, especially when you have to hide your distilleries in the woods, backcountry, or anywhere else where police won't look. Throughout history, bootlegging has been embraced in several ways, and you might be surprised to learn that it actually didn't start with the prohibition. Moonshining and bootlegging actually began back during the American Civil War in response to local laws banning the use of corn and barley for pretty much anything but food. While some people certainly act like alcohol is a food group, distilleries didn't qualify, so people started doing it in secret. Later on, the practice held when the government started aggressively taxing all liquor. People didn't want to pay it, so they made and sold their products in secret. And, friends, this is still going on, but we'll get to that in part two. These secret alcohol distilleries were pumping out a high volume of alcohol more often than not, and 
this alcohol came with some pretty big risks. As someone who has actually had home-brewed moonshine, I feel I should inform you of the dangers of it. Obviously, it was flat-out illegal to make this stuff, but that wasn't the only concern. When the government forced underground parties to make alcohol, they made it impossible to regulate, and poorly made moonshine can really mess you up. When it isn't made correctly, it can have a high concentration of methanol, which can actually cause blindness. It was also at high risk of having a ton of bacteria, ultimately turning your moonshine into a botulism cocktail. And, of course, there's what moonshine is known for. It kicks way harder than anything you'll find at your local liquor store, even if you buy the moonshine they sell there now. With its incredibly high proof, alcohol poisoning comes by a lot quicker with it, especially if you try and drink it like it's anything else. Now to start, I want to talk about 1950s NASCAR racer Junior Johnson, a man who originally used his insane driving talents to outrun the law while transporting illegal alcohol. Junior Johnson, and every time I say his name, all I can think of is Senor Senior from Kim Possible. But anyway, he came from a long list of bootleggers leading back to the famed Whiskey Rebellion of 1791. His family had been in the business for a long time, and they were still at it 130 years later. His family actually ran one of the largest local distilleries, and that meant they had a lot of alcohol to push. This meant that by time Junior was 14, he was already transporting moonshine for his family. Because if you're committing one crime, why not add underage driving without a license to it, you know? I'll admit I didn't even actually look up the driving laws at the time, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> The thing was, Junior, as his eventual career would demonstrate, was freakishly good at driving. And not just any kind of driving. No, Junior was helping his family to break the law. This meant that he was literally pulling NASCAR moves on the street in order to dodge the law. I feel so conflicted about this because I hate that his family put him at risk, but... Also, what an insanely amazing origin story, right? This was actually a fairly common practice back in the day, and it led to a lot of civilians upgrading their cars to be able to run from police more effectively. People were so fascinated by these fancy cars and this crazy driving that some say this is actually how NASCAR got its start. While the police couldn't always catch these fast-footed drivers, they did get pretty good about hunting down their hidden distilleries. Most of these distilleries were tucked away in remote natural areas to keep them out of the public eye, and there were actually quite a few battles between bootleggers, too. So, these people were fighting the cops and fighting among themselves as well. 
Junior Johnson ultimately ended up getting caught, and his family distillery had thousands of gallons of moonshine when police finally caught him. He went to prison for a short while, and when he got out, it doesn't seem like he had anything to worry about. He was a champion NASCAR racer and actually took his family practice in a legal direction, booting up the brand Midnight Moon. The same old moonshine, but now completely legal. I think we often consider bootleggers to be these small fry criminals who were just looking to make a quick buck. But the reality is that there was a lot of money in this business. In fact, there was so much money that high-profile defense attorney and pharmacist George Ramis decided it was a much better business to be in than law. Even though he was estimated to be making $500,000 a year at the time, which was a lot more back then than it is today. Like millions. Knowing his way around the law made him exceptionally adept at navigating business law. So, when Prohibition began, he purchased some local distilleries and began running them under the guise of a drug company. It worked surprisingly well, and he began to amass a huge fortune, making plenty of money and managing thousands of employees. Tens of millions of dollars later, the law got a little suspicious and started poking around. It was during this time that they found him out and ultimately threw him in prison. Known as ruthless and, frankly, terrifying, you can imagine how he took it when a fellow prison inmate who was actually an undercover agent quit his job of investigating him and ran off with his wife. They spent all of his money and even tried to have him killed, but the killer was too afraid that he was being tricked, so he outed them to Ramus instead. When he got out of prison, he chased down his secretary-turned-affair-partner-turned-wife-turned-ex-wife and shot her in the park. He used one of his signature moves for getting criminals off and was acquitted of her murder because they basically said it made sense that he went crazy given everything she did. So, that's certainly something. Now, if you want to learn more about some other crazy bootlegging crimes, hop on over to part two to check it out. In part two, we'll be discussing other crimes, old and new, and even one from 2021. Since no one was harmed and the bootlegger doesn't seem to have any regrets, I figure it's okay to break my usual rule for this one. Thanks, guys. <laughs>